Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the program. I am logging in as we speak. Didn't get here late. I just had more to do than usual, and so I'm doing it now, right before your ears. I am proud to have you listening. I hope you will uh, be with us for the next hour. I'll get my call screen up, and I'll be ready to roll. How about that? Let me uh, invite you to give us a call. Jared Taylor is running the boards, and he is uh, 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 also the one who will be screening the calls, and he is also the one who will be keeping me on the air once I get myself all set. And we're set. Call screen up and ready to, ready to go. So here is the phone number. Give us that call, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas uh, Lawn and Garden Hour. Simple as that, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. My uh, goal is to answer your lawn and garden questions. I don't do uh, rural agriculture. I don't do pastures, don't do ponds, things of that sort. Um, didn't study that. Don't know much about those things. There are county agents who do. There are specialists with the Extension Service who do. I want you to get professional advice. Farm supply stores can help you with uh, those questions. Certified nursery professionals can help you with the questions that you might otherwise ask me here in the next hour. If you can't get through, then then that's an, a second place that you can get help during the week. But uh, But I'm here to help you right now and look forward to that very, very much. So I hope that we have a chance to uh, visit. And uh, so I'll look forward to that very much. Um, the uh, phone number, once again, is uh, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Didn't I sound confident as I finally gave the number there? It uh, just I was about 15 seconds short of being totally ready to go on the air here this morning. I, I'll be very candid. Um, be very candid. Today is a vertigo day. And... Uh, those of you who have listened to me for a while know that that has been a struggle. Uh, six years since uh, June 24 of uh, 2016 at 8.30 in the morning, on and off, and today on. And, oh, golly. So thank heavens for an understanding wife who is more than willing to give me a ride to the station and to come get me. She's my Uber. Don't uh, Don't drive when this is this way. So, um, things moving slow forward. Nothing would make it easier for Neil than to have a full bank of phone calls right now, four lines filled, because I can talk. That kind of takes my mind off things. I can concentrate on that, and uh, that really helps. If you've ever had vertigo, mine is migraine-associated vertigo. It is not BPPV, the inner ear one. And uh, MAV has a whole uh, different set of of help and I've, I've been to the very best doctors at UT Southwestern and the Baylor uh, Healthcare, Baylor Scott and White Healthcare System so I'm in good hands it's just uh, you have to be patient with yourself it's like uh, arthritis you, you there's only so much that can be done and you have to learn to be patient with yourself so last I want to talk about it 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour um Better keep the garden hose handy. If you're in water restrictions, decide which plants are the most critical for you uh, so that uh, you can save the ones that, number one, take the longest to replace, have the most value, 
and uh, are the most difficult to replace. And you say, well, that would be my big shade trees. Well, yeah, maybe. But remember that a lot of shade trees can survive drought uh, pretty well. You don't want to let them die, but you also don't need to keep them lush and vigorous and just going nuts. A lot of times, I'll tell you where I see things die that just breaks my heart, and that is nice screening shrubs. You have a, a nice row of, we'll just say Nellie R. Stevens hollies that give you privacy from the alley or something, and people let those dry up. Uh, and, and one watering midsummer might be all that it would take to keep them through, and they don't give them that one watering. Or a ground cover bed of Asian jasmine, and they don't give it that one watering that could keep it through. Uh, $3 worth of water, you know, just uh, run the hose on it for 10 minutes, would keep it through the summer. But uh, that's, that's how I make my decision. Um, I keep the lawn looking okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be beautiful. Uh, and nobody else has a beautiful lawn. I don't have to have one. It's not about that. It's about getting things through when you have water shortages. So those are some thoughts, but do keep the water hose handy and, and, uh, and watch your plants daily. I'm going to be buying some hose today because I have a, I have a broken water line and it's going to be several days until I can get somebody who can fix it. It's a difficult fix and I, with vertigo, I can't lean way down into a hole and do the plumbing I used to be able to do. And so, going to have to have help and in the meanwhile I'm going to have to run a hose about 200 feet farther than I have hose for. I'm not sure that was good grammar but you got the point and so I'm going to stop by after I get off the air and buy a little extra hose and there will be. I have shut off valves around the house in various places just in case this happens. So that's enough start. We have calls waiting now, so uh, we have three of the four lines filled. Thank you for that. More than you know. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. A lot of times when I show up with uh, Vertigo at the beginning of my broadcast day, I have another program I do for two hours from 1 until 3. It's a Dallas-Fort Worth area program. And a lot of times by the time those two programs are over, this and that one, I feel better. I, th- I think it's because of you all. You just kind of have a warmth about you, and I, and I feel better. It just kind of takes, uh, takes the, the spinning sensation away. And, and sitting in a stable uh, place, I always have my hand on something that I know to be stationary. I said no more talk about it, and now I'll say it again. My book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. And uh, the fifth printing remains at $32.95. That is an incredible bargain. It is marked face price at $36.95. Sixth printing will be $38.95. That is a great value for you to get it at $32.95 while supplies last. I am sending out more than I've ever sent out during the summertime before, and I'd love to send one to you. It's an 11-chapter book. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. covers things from the climatic zones of Texas, the hardiness zones of plants in Texas. It covers uh, also the uh, 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 rainfall areas of Texas. 
just everything regionalized about Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, a perpetual calendar, when you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden. And this will tell you when to do everything for every county in the state of Texas. Take a look at it, and you'll see what I mean. I've never had that in a book before. And then chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and then uh, uh, fruit and vegetables. It's all in this book, 840 of my photographs and 344 pages of high-quality paper, a hardback book, and all of that with a signature. I sign every copy uh, when it sells, all of that for only $32.95. Now, if this were in stores or if this were on Amazon, this thing would be $55, but it's $32.95 because I sell it directly from my garage to your mailbox. And I will be signing tomorrow evening and Monday evening over the 4th of July weekend. Zeus the dog and I will be in the garage in the dark out there while people are throwing off fireworks. I'll be calming down Zeus and signing books. And that's going to be my goal. So I'd love to sign one for you. Won't you please get your order in? Love to do it. $32.95. The book is not in stores, not on Amazon. Satisfaction totally guaranteed. 75,000 copies sold and not one request for refund. Here are the two ways you can buy it. You can call my office Tuesday through Friday next week, 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. Or the better way is to order it directly. This is where I can get it signed much faster for you, directly from my a website, and that is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Let me tell you about Mueller right now. These are great people. When folks think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing, but that name Mueller means so much more. It means you'll have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. It means you will have a company in business for 90 years, standing behind your warranty. And it also means you get tons of added value, such as roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products, products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER, 877-268-3553, or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after these. this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Let's start out with our first call of the day. It goes to my home county where I grew up, but I was just a little bit south. Patrick is in Bryan. Patrick is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, appreciate you of uh, everything you do, and I hope, uh, pray that you're... Uh vertigo gives you some relief this wonderful weekend um uh, i'm yeah, about st augustine grass yes sir so i do have um the yard is about two years old uh freshly as a remodeled home uh so it's kind of a fresher uh, newer yard 
uh, we laid sod down, and the last couple of years, we've had a lot of, instead of just good flaky um, blades, we have more of the seed stems, just a lot of those, so it makes it a little more like a rougher texture to walk through the yard. Is there anything I can do to keep, to have more of the, you know, soft blades? Uh, there are two things you can do, and one of them you should do. The other one you shouldn't. Um, those will occur over about a three- or four-week period. I grew up in College Station. I mowed St. Augustine for a living as a high school kid, and it, it really was kind of a living because I was saving money for college. Uh, it blooms for four or five weeks in the in this time of the year, in late June and July. And then that will be over with. It's like a lot of, like blue bonnets bloom for a short period of time. And peaches bloom for a short, everything blooms for a short period of time, pretty much everything. Uh, St. Augustine yep. included. So just wait it out. The other thing that you can do is um, you, can, uh, you can discourage reproductive growth flowers on uh-huh. any plant by putting nitrogen on that plant. Uh, nitrogen promotes leaf and stem growth instead of reproductive growth, the, the flowers. The only problem with that with St. Augustine is that nitrogen promotes a disease called gray leaf spot. And trust uh-huh. me, Patrick, you would much rather have seed yeah. stalks coming up than gray leaf spot. So leave that one alone. <laughs> just, yeah, it's just, just funny uh, how the front yard it's funny how the front yard gets them, but the backyard does not. I don't know, maybe it's just more sun or something back there. It could be more sun in the uh, well. It, it could be more sun in the part that is blooming uh, because that might yeah. dry out faster. It might have a different yeah. soil when the house was graded, the final grade before the uh, sod went down. Uh, poor, in other words, poorer soil. They might have had more clay up on top. A lot of different right. possibilities. But it is in the whole scheme of things, scale of of, of one to ten problems. This is a one. This barely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this would be like me trying to impress somebody with the sure. uh, the big hammer at the county fair. I'd lift it to a right, board. right. All right. Well, I appreciate your help. All right. Not anything to worry about. I, I would leave it be. All right. Okay. Sounds uh, okay, great. Okay. Good you. deal. Thanks for the call. Let me go to Ashton in Ingleside. Ashton, this is Neil. Good morning. I don't think Ashton's in Ingleside anymore. He wanted to know about. Yeah, he wanted to know about watering grass for the summer. Don't you think that would be worth waiting for? Maybe he's decided summer's over now. Let's go to Gary in Alpine. I, I think they probably always could use that uh, that tip. Gary, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, I need your help with some weeds in my lawn. I've got uh, Dallas grass and amaranth. I had uh, hired a yard guy to uh, grub out all the existing uh, grasses, uh, back in uh, February, and uh, he put in a sprinkler system for me and uh, put down uh, uh, fescue uh, seed. And in the front yard, it did pretty well because he got that done on time. But then the backyard, uh, he was late putting the seed in, and he did not finish the job uh, before he up and quit on me. So I wound up getting these uh, weeds uh, overgrowing, the Dallas grass and the amaranth. I've also got some uh, that Russian thistle, the uh, tumbleweed, and um, some uh, plant identification app says is tannic liver seed grass and some other stuff. And I'm just not sure what I can put down or if I can put anything down because I don't want to kill the the residual Bermuda because uh, that will just open up more uh, dirt for the uh, uh, Dallas grass to grab onto. 
I think you better move. <laughs> this is, sounds awful. <laughs> how did you how did you get Dallas grass out of this? That's not a common weed to come in when when there's been uh, trenching and, and work done, unless it was already there. Oh, it was already there. I, I think okay. he didn't get all the stuff out. Okay. Um, that's a lot of different weeds. Let me address them best I can, one down, one after the other. Uh, the best thing you can, this, this is going to be kind of a short course in weed control. Everybody will benefit from this commentary if they're willing to listen. Uh, and, and I want to speak over your shoulder, Gary, for a second and put a big disclaimer here so I don't get hate mail. Uh, there are people who don't want to have a lot of weeds in their lawn. And so before somebody says, you know, these, these people are obsessive trying to get weeds out of the lawn, that's not realistic. Well, it can be. Uh, and, and so I, I, I'd like to have a lawn, especially near my home, uh, that is weed free or pretty close to it. Um, and I try to get rid of the, the ugliest, biggest, most aggressive weed. So that's where I'm going to start this conversation. And I think Gary is right on target on it. So just, uh, you know, I'd like to say that because anytime I talk about controlling wild violets or clover, which is, uh, you know, something bees like, it offends somebody and it just, it wears me out. Okay. So having said that, uh, when you have plants growing where you don't want them and they're, they're kind of contaminating your lawn, uh, the first thing to do is to ramp up the care that you give your lawn as best you're able. I know you guys have had, you finally got one rain, but you've had less than an inch of rain in eight months or something like that. It's been awful. So yeah. that hasn't worked to your benefit at all in Alpine, but you, you try to water at least modestly and you fertilize to encourage the Bermuda to grow. Uh, that will help more than anything. And you mow regularly because the big tall things like the uh, thistles and the other things will not be able to handle that. They are, they will be discouraged by the, by the uh, mowing. And so that will help a lot. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, you look at the weeds that are there and that still remain and you decide what category of weed do I have here. Well, now we're in July, and so you have uh, warm weather weeds. You have uh, what's called warm season weeds. We have weeds that grow in the winter. We have weeds that grow in the summer, and these are obviously summer warm season weeds. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to break these things. I'm trying to simplify this, and I think I'm making it worse than I've ever done. Uh, you have three different sets of, of ways you divide weeds out. Are they, are they annuals or perennials? Are they warm season or cool season? And then are they grasses or broadleafed weeds? That's, those are the three sets of questions you have to ask. Annuals, you can deal with them with a pre-emergent weed killer applied before the weeds start to germinate. So that's, that's one answer you can remember. Whether it's a broadleafed or a grassy weed, you can put a pre-emergent out before they start to germinate. So that's one thing that you can remember and, and use. Uh, if they are grassy weeds uh, in Bermuda, there are some things you can use. We used to have MSMA, which would have gotten rid of the Dallas grass really easily. And if by any quirk of fate you can find, get, get your hands on some MSMA, that will eliminate Dallas grass and other grasses in Bermuda. But it left the consumer market about 10 years ago. It is still available for limited use in uh, farm and golf course use. I, I just I lay that out there, and I don't I don't give you any more commentary than that. It seems to me that I see some 
commercial companies having access to it. Uh, you know, just lay that out there. It, it makes short work of Dallas grass in Bermuda. Um, so that's how, and, and then the, the annual grassy weeds, things that come up in the spring like crabgrass and grass burrs, are easily controlled with pre-emergent applied earlier in the spring and then, and then a booster shot in early summer. Uh, your amaranth and, and uh, thistle and others can be sprayed with a uh, broadleafed weed killer containing 2,4-D. That would be safe on your Bermuda. You'd have to be careful around trees and shrubs. But, um, uh, but mowing is a better way of getting rid of those because they're big, rank weeds, and they cannot handle the mowing. So that takes them off my checklist of things to do. What other weeds did you tell me? I think I've covered all of the ones you mentioned, I think. Uh, the panic uh, liver seed grass, I think. Uh, I don't one. know what that is. I don't know mm-hmm. that one. Okay. If it's a grass, uh, then you... Is it is it truly a grass or just just get that name? Um, it looks like a grass. It's a um, it's got that grassy leaf structure. So what about the flowers when it blooms? Does it have the little seed heads like grasses have, or does it have a flower of some sort? Um, no flowers. Um, um, I haven't. Uh, I'm not sure that I've seen it uh, bloom. Um, um, grasses have parallel veins. If the leaves are mm-hmm. big enough that you can see their veins, that would be a way of telling. And grasses can I use the word monocot? It would be a monocot. Can I use, yeah, I think this is a monocot. Yeah. All right, then that would be that would be controllable, um, the same way you would Dallas grass. I miss MSMA. It didn't need to be taken off the market. That last mm-hmm. uh, the the A in it is arsenic, and that's what got it yanked. And yeah. uh, arsenic is a naturally occurring element, and uh, that's, but so that's this, why it got it yanked. One question about the Dallas grass is that it's putting out these seeds all the time. And uh, is there any way that I would benefit by putting down a pre-emergent, uh, even I've, though it's, I've even recommended that at times, uh, not so much for the ones that it's putting down currently, but for ones that that uh, were put down before I made this next suggestion. If you mow regularly, you can keep those from getting mature enough to germinate. But there mm-hmm. were those before you heard that that did stay on the plant long enough to get mature. Every one of those seeds is fertile. They do not require pollination. It's a thing mm-hmm. called apomixis, and uh, that's just a dreadful fact to know. Uh, so you have to mow more often than you really want to mow to, to keep them because they, they will come back in and bloom within about three or four days after you mow. And, yes, sir. Uh, so you really do want to, uh, to keep them from forming. Um, and I've even said to people, if you wanted to use a pre-emergent uh, maybe three or four times during a growing season, uh, dimension or halts or uh, uh, one of the other, Bayland, one of the others, uh, you could do that. I, I don't know that I want to necessarily on a long-term basis, but to try to get ahead of it. One other thing, Gary, this, this turns into a, f- a three-hour answer. But one other thing that somebody uh, suggested on Facebook once, and I love the su- suggestion, your lawn looks kind of pockmarked when you do this, but it does get rid of the Dallas grass. If you take a one-gallon milk jug and cut the bottom out of it, and if you, um, uh, and then take the lid off it, if you get a glyphosate 
weed killer, which will kill all grasses, uh, Dallas grass included. Just an original glyphosate, like the original Roundup, that has no other active ingredient. You put your spray nozzle from a tank sprayer down into the, the top of the jug, and you press that that uh, jug down over the clump of Dallas grass. I think you see where we're going. Um, yeah. So that so that it becomes a, a baffle. None of it escapes and goes out onto your good lawn grass. You can be very specific as to what gets sprayed. You could probably do it with a trigger bottle of glyphosate only, yeah. and uh, and that does a really good job of killing that spot. The glyphosates, for people who are not familiar with them, do not contaminate the soil. They are contact weed killers. And so that's a way of killing a square foot, of, or almost a square foot, of Dallas grass without contaminating the soil and without killing things around it. It's just right there. The lawn looks like it's been uh, hit by meteors or something you know it's in those spots but it gets rid of the dallas grass the only other way to do it if you don't have msma the only other way is to dig it out by hand and that's kind of thankless yeah last question i want to reseed with the fescue to fill in the uh areas in the backyard uh, after i get rid do i have to wait until it's cooler to put the yes, seed, uh, fescue seed september in? for fescue fescue is a cool season okay. grass yeah okay Okay, thanks. That's a workout. That's good. Thank you, Gary. Good <laughs> luck with it. All right, Bye-bye. take care. All right, David in Houston, you're coming up next. We have a petunia question from Houston, and I can help you. I really can help you. I imagine you're frustrated. I'm way behind on my ad breaks, but that's okay. That was a good, good discourse there. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email box Thursdays. A little after 6. Mine arrived at 6.02 this week. And we send it out by constant contact. It goes to uh, goes to about 80,000 uh, homes. And a lot of people look at it. I'm talking about more than 80,000 because a lot of times there are two or three people in a house that uh, take a look at eGardens. I hope you will. We have one of the highest open rates, opening rates, people actually receiving it in their email and then opening it and looking through it, of any weekly newsletter. There are five stories each week. One of the stories will always be a featured plant of the week. One of the stories will always be gardening this weekend, things you need to get done in that particular weekend. That's where I tell you about insect or disease problems that have suddenly crescendoed. Or that's when I tell you this is the week you must do such and such. What I told you in the last week, this this past eGardens, this is your chance, just about the last chance to plant fall tomatoes. Uh, if you wait much longer, you're going to get caught by the first trees. So that's what eGardens is about. That's the second story. There uh, also is the very much uh, expanded Q&A, and, uh, where I answer uh, questions people have actually sent in to eGardens. I try to get uh, 15 or so questions each week. That part has really uh, uh, done well. It's been very popular. Take a look at it. I think you'll like eGardens. You can see the most recent issue at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens, and you'll see it, and that's where you also sign up for it. You have to do that. I'll never spam you, nor will I ever give or sell your email address to anybody, and it is free and always will be. That's eGardens at neilsperry.com. More after these messages. 
All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Let's go to David in Houston. David, this is Neil. Good morning. Yeah, thank you, Neil, for taking my call. My wife and I travel up to the northwest of Montana and Wyoming. We see beautiful, beautiful hanging petunias. And for some reason, we ain't got, we have no luck trying to grow them in Houston. Will they grow in Houston or are we? They'll grow beautifully in Houston. You can plant them in September, and they'll be gorgeous all fall. They will be gorgeous in October, November, when they would be covered in nine inches of snow in Montana. And they would be gorgeous in February in Houston, when they would be covered in 19 inches of snow in Montana. It's all about timing. (laughs) Okay, so you you really can't grow petunias in the heat of the Europe and no, they, they don't hold up to the heat at all well. There are some that are a little better than others, but not. I, I grew up in College Station, and I'm, I'm with petunias. I don't hold up well in the heat of the summer in College Station okay. and certainly not in Houston. <laughs> very good. That was an easy answer. That's an easy right, answer. You but much. you know what? You know what? They don't have lantanas thriving. They don't have crepe myrtles. They don't have a lot of the things that we use. And that's that's why we really, when you when you move, I'm, I know you were visiting only, but that's why when you move, you really need to choose and use plants that are doing well in that area. I learned that when I left College Station. Uh, where I had grown up and started at A&M and then transferred to Ohio State when Lynn and I got married and I landscaped our home, I used things that I had known in Texas. That's where I took my plant materials courses. Well, I should have been using things from northern Ohio because I left some beautiful plants on the table. So, you know, <laughs> it's, the, it's the old adage of when in Rome, and I was in northern Ohio. So now stay with the things that do well in Houston. They don't do well with bougainvilleas in Montana. <laughs> Very well. It's, All right, it's a great you. question. I'm, I'm glad you called. Have a happy fourth. All <laughs> right. Let me uh, see what else I wanted to tell you. There was something else. I don't, uh, don't recall what that was. Yeah, I know we need to get another break. That's what I was going to tell you. All right. That wasn't what I was going to tell you, but I heard it in my ears. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, uh, my, my mother of the day, Jared. Let me tell you about the fifth printing of my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I'm going to cut this one short and just tell you this book is worth twice the price and uh, it's on sale but it's not down that much but it is down it's a book with 11 chapters 840 photos 344 pages hardback printed in texas all of which should make it cost a lot more than it does it's 32.95 and i sign each copy personally i don't know how else i would sign them i guess with my neighbors or something (laughs) goodness um but I sign each one as it sells, and uh, I'd be for you, as I told you in the in the earlier break. I'll be signing tomorrow night and Monday night, and the reason for that is that I'll be out in the garage. We have a a, a timid pit bull that uh, I now apparently have as my dog. We uh, are taking care of him for three weeks, which began in January, and after. After uh, what is this uh, six months now? I think I think we have a dog, and Zeus may be the nicest dog I've ever known. And he just sits right at my feet as I sign books, and he is very timid. He's scared of lightning. He's scared. I know he's going to be scared of the of the fireworks, and so I've just set the two nights aside to be there with Zeus and pat him and tell him it's okay. And uh, so 
that'll that'll be how I'll pass the Fourth of July. I don't like them either. If you have vertigo and noise and light uh, bother you, then you, you need to be in the garage with the lights out. That's where I'll be. I'll have lights on while I'm signing. But anyway, you buy the book, get signed tomorrow night. Um, this is uh, Lone Star Gardening. covers every county in the state of Texas with complete details of every aspect of outdoor gardening. It's only thirty-two ninety-five, and all those things I said about all the, the great printing job that Clear Visions did, it uh, is uh, satisfaction totally guaranteed while supplies last. That's a sale price while supplies last. So here is the way you can order. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. Order from my website, neilsperry.com. That's the way you'll get me to sign it tomorrow night because my office is not open until Tuesday. The office phone number you can order Tuesday is 800-752-GROW, but it'll delay the order by several days. 800-752-4769. The better way, the faster way, is to order it now at N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening 3295. More after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. We have time for one more call. I don't have anybody on hold right now, so if you want to call, if you're the the, the first caller, sounds like a, a radio show contest of some sort, uh, 888-256-1080. Uh, we can take one more call, 888-256-1080. Uh, if you are interested in a fall garden, this is the time. This is the weekend to plant fall tomatoes. I hope you can find them in a garden center. Uh, you don't want ones that were left over from the spring, the old rangy, stringy things that are nine-tenths dead. You need healthy, vigorous plants that are ready to go, ready to grow for you, and they need to be small to mid-sized varieties. Uh, if you if you're just getting them started now from seed or cuttings, they're going to be late. You got to pray for a, a late first frost. Um, I'm, I'm pretty determined on this timing. Um, you do the math yourself if you want to. And you'll come up with the same answer I have. Now, if you're in the valley, if you're in Corpus or in Victoria, our two southernmost uh, affiliates, you'll be okay. But otherwise, um, if you have St. Augustine. Watch out carefully for chinch bugs now. They will always show up in the hottest, sunniest part of your yard. Uh, the lawn will look dry. You water it, and the next morning it hasn't responded. It still is the blades are folded together. So you'll say, well, I guess this water didn't stick. I don't know what happened. And uh, you get down on your hands and knees, and you can see the little black insects with the white uh, diamond-shaped uh, uh, spots on their wings. Those are the chinch bugs, and you need to use Merit, the insecticide Merit, or some other labeled insecticide. And they can kill the St. Augustine in a matter of two or three days, so don't don't mess around with them. Um, let me get my last break out of the way, then we'll see where we are. My website is neilsperry.com. You go there to buy my book, Lone Star Gardening. That is the only place it's sold, that by calling my office. So you need to remember this website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. I have not bought up all the domain names with all the different spellings of Neil. It's N-E-I-L. The vowels are in alphabetic order, N-E-I-L-Sperry.com. And the book is Lone Star Gardening. It has Adirondack chairs on the cover. Don't go to Amazon and try to buy it. You'll get the one with the cowboy boots. That's the old, old, 
really old, dusty book. Uh, so that's number one thing on the website. Number two thing is you sign up for eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. You also will find on eGardens my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. You'll find Rose Rosette information there. You will find St. Augustine Diagnostic information there. And uh, that is uh, something we just put in there two weeks ago. So lots of great information at neilsperry.com. It seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are just about everywhere. But let's do some math. For what you are paying in yearly costs for that storage room that you're renting, you could own your own metal storage building right in your own backyard. That's with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design, and they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage space. Their kits come in a variety of sizes with more than 30 colors in which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. You can see all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877 877- to Mueller, 877-268-3553. They're Mueller, they're made in America, and they are made to last. MuellerInc.com. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. A couple of things I want to finish up with today. Uh, number one, if you have new plants that you have set out this spring, protect that investment just zealously. You need to water those plants every other day with a hose and a water bubbler or a water breaker. A water bubbler is the better of the two. It is the size of your fist. It has holes in it the size of a pencil and it allows you to water at full uh, pressure, full volume. Turn the hose on full volume and it won't wash the soil out. You need to put a lot of water on the plants right on their root balls. That way they won't dry out. Um, don't use your lawn sprinkler to water new plants. It won't be adequate. It won't water clear to the bottom of the soil balls. Those original soil balls from the nursery are lightweight potting soil and it dries out so quickly. And so you need to water by hand or you will set your plants back and you'll end up having to replace a bunch of them. So that's uh, that's one thing. And with your lawn, water deeply, then let it dry, then water deeply again. And, and honor the water curtailments that are in effect. It's very important uh, for Texas. We're really short on water. Uh, a couple of personal notes. Our granddaughter, Ella Grace, who was born uh, 15 years ago, was born with a cleft lip and cleft palate. And she has had, this week, two days ago, uh, her... Uh, fifth major surgery. It was known uh, 14 years ago that she would be having this one, uh, where they realigned her nose and did a lot of work um, inside her mouth and broke her jaw in four places, uh, installed a device to move her, uh, I think uh, I think she had an underbite, I'm not sure, but move it to help with her speech and to 
just to align things. And she was excited about that and apprehensive. And she's home, and she is the most positive, sweetest girl, just a wonderful girl. So we rejoice for Ella Grace Sperry. She's a, just a doll. And you can see her pictures, not the not the current pictures. They'll be there eventually. But if you go to neilsperry.com, click on About Neil, and then scroll to the bottom of that, and you'll see the invitation to read about Ella Grace. And uh, there's a embedded in there, there is a link to the photographs of Ella Grace all from start to finish. And you'll see what a beautiful girl she is. And finally, and not least, today is the 13th birthday of grandson Joseph. Joseph Christopher Sperry, fit, uh, 13 years of age, and we are so proud of Joseph. Happy 4th, happy gardening.